Hello, OtaFest listeners, and welcome back to the OtaFest podcast. With me, I have Angelo and Dio. Hello. Hello, I'm back. I surprised you because Nancy isn't here today. Nancy's with us in spirit, but not in body. Indeed. She oh my is. God. Her, she's her actual projecting. Her. Her, her body has been isekai <laughs> elsewhere at, at oh. this point in time. Uh, uh, please take up any complaints with uh, uh, the, the, the Odafest podcast uh, management uh, 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 in the interim. I refuse. <laughs> I don't Before guarantee get... that Odafest management will do, <laughs> Odafest podcast management will do anything about your complaint about Nancy's absence. Yes, in that case, forward it all. <laughs> Uh, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, uh, we just like we just like to announce our s- second award-winning cosplay guest of honor. It's Sonia Blade coming to you live at Odafest. She has attended conventions since 2008 and started cosplaying in 2016, taking off with her first handmade cosplay. She has now made over 40 cosplays, judges cosplay competitions, and is completely self-taught. She wants to inspire others to join the community and give a voice to the people of color cosplay community. Check out Sonia's socials via at Sonia Blade Cause on Instagram. That's Sonia Blade Cause on Instagram. And rev up those panel submissions. Get your panel submissions in by February 19th and share your passions with our OdaFest community. It's the last week for you to do so. And a quick reminder that OdaFest 2022 will be a two-day event rather than our traditional three-day event. In keeping the interests of everyone's health, we will be requiring that all attendees have masks and will be checking for vaccination status. Yeah. Yay, exciting stuff. Very exciting. Congratulations on booking two of our cosplay guests. We've already talked about Monsieur Wiru. Yeah, you guys got to talk about A.K. Wiru. Now we can talk about Sonya, which is super exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. For those who who turned turned on the twitch.tv slash Odafest for our live stream day event last year, uh, Mm -hmm. Sonya is uh, returning. She was uh, one of our guests who we had originally announced as a guest of honor for 2020. um, Mm -hmm. And she was able to join us and was willing to join us for live stream day, which was a really awesome experience. She did um, a couple different panels for us, uh, including um, a live uh, sew along where she was sewing along and and kind of building a project live on stream um, and answering uh, questions from our community uh, about her process as she was doing the process, which was kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, anybody can tell you it's one thing to 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 do a project, and it's another thing to teach people how to do a project, and it's a mm-hmm. whole other beast to do both at the same time. Oh yeah, which was it's very really impressive. Cool. Yeah, it was very impressive stuff, and she's she's super friendly. She was um just an incredible person um to have on our on our live stream, and an incredible guest to get to to interact with. Um, she's completely self taught, which I think. You know, a lot of cosplayers, especially in our local community, can can relate to where, you know, they make their own costumes or if they purchase their costumes, um, they they like to alter them and, and kind of add their own unique little flair and, and fit to them. And 
Sonia mm. is really, really good at doing that stuff. And so we're really excited to be able to bring her in in person uh, to Odafest because uh, she'll be judging some of our cosplay competitions. Um, and so we'll be able to get feedback from her on, on how to improve and, and level up your skills. And she'll mm-hmm. also be doing a couple of panels um, focused on craftsmanship because that's what she likes to do, which is really cool. Mm. I think that I am very excited to have her around, even though I say, like, you know, I don't follow a lot of cosplay stuff. Um, Just having that sort of very relatable type of cosplayer. Like, I mean, it's one thing, like, yes, you know, there's sort of like a built different mentality where where it comes like, oh, like, you know, award-winning, like, international sort of ability that's been recognized. But to know that it all comes from the same source goes a long way yeah definitely and i i i I do have to agree with you on the the relatability aspect because like sonia is a person who's you know she's won tons of awards she's done some incredible work and she's also judged international cosplay competitions but you know she she you know is very proud of the fact that she's afro-latina um and she's from the the texas area and so it is Mm -hmm. it is kind of relatable right like I mean, she she's she's a person of color and and she likes to advocate for for people of color um, enjoying crafting and and cosplay. And and that's really cool because, you know, I'm I'm a black cosplayer myself. So it was it's it's kind of cool to hear, you know, from another person's experience and and learn about. Oh, I bet. What makes them happy and, and, and what they do. And yeah, it is it is very relatable and it's it's nice um, when we're able to bring in such incredible, relatable guests um, mm-hmm. who can talk about different experiences. And, and that's like one thing that I really love about not just our cosplay guest roster, but like our guest rosters at Odafest in general. Mm-hmm. I like that, you know, we'll do everything from bringing cosplayers from America and guests from Canada and guests from Japan and mm-hmm. across Europe, like you get to meet all kinds of different people and 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 find out that you know despite things like language barriers and you know different ways of life and and all kinds of things that you know we're all just big nerdy anime fans (laughs) who want to talk about our nerdy anime stuff on the on the topic of sort of like cosplay within the uh people of color community some people like don't really understand um but like I've had my eyes sort of open to it, like make like it makes a lot of sense. But some people would be like, oh, you know, like it doesn't matter what your skin color is and you can just throw on a costume of any kind. It's like, yes and no. There's a lot of like who you are as a person ties into your cosplay. Um, not necessarily yeah. just always what you look like, but, you know, the culture that you come from and where you represent. But, you know, like I can't speak to each different style or background or cultural background, but like. The things that I've seen online, um, my, some of my favorite ones are sort of when folks from more like the Muslim communities sort of cosplay because a lot of yeah. like female cosplayers they tend to integrate their, their, their hijab um, into their into their <clears throat> costume. yes exactly and I think that's like so creative um, yeah it, it's it, really it, cool it, to see. Yeah, and it's just like, it, like of course, like that makes sense. Like, uh, you, you know, you you need to sort of still respect who you are, you know, where you As come a person, from, but you want to express your creativity, you. right? Like yeah. that makes sense. That, you know, who's to say, you know, a girl from, uh, like anywhere else in the world couldn't watch 
like Sailor Moon and be like, I want to cosplay that. How can I make this work? And then I've seen like essentially like headdresses or not headdress. Uh, I don't know what to call it specifically because I'm not well versed in all the terms, but I, like uh, sort of like a hijab type, you know, headwear where like they made like buns in like the the. The, in the in the like shape twin of, tails? of yeah. Serena's like little yeah exactly. like her her what did they call it in the English stuff? Oh her, my her god, meatball meatball heads. Serena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, so, like, I grew up with English stuff. Sailor Moon, leave me alone. <laughs> people know what we're talking about. It doesn't matter. I know. I mean, let's be real. If you called her Usagi, most people would not know who the hell you're talking about. Also true. But yeah, <laughs> exactly. just like the idea, and then like in in uh, um. Within like the black community, I've seen lots of really cool integration of like again like uh, uh, black curly hair with... and 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 afro yeah. hair. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot yeah. of that too, and so it is really cool. Yeah, I agree. Like you know, sometimes you know the to- the, the topic can be kind of sad where we talk about you know the oh, hardships that that people face. You know, if you face hardship and and disparity because of your race or your skin color or any other kind of factor, the chances are you know we live in a society and what have you so things will 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 carry out you know mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. same way outside uh, of your hobbies as they will inside your hobbies but you know you also get like the positive stuff too which is you know you get to see how different cultures all um you know bring to life their favorite characters like it's so cool as you mentioned like i love seeing hijabi cosplayers because it's like i don't know how to do that like styling a wig is already really difficult for me you Mm -hmm. guys have figured out how to emulate hair with fabric like that's really cool and then you know you have people who will do all kinds of intricate intricate like colored um and curly like afro um cosplays styling right i've seen you know as well it's really cool as you know there are more and more different kinds of international media too um you're seeing characters depicted in uh different cultural outfits like you know you're starting Mm -hmm. to see in some games lots of games now will have lunar new year events and so you'll see also um, you'll see characters in different skins and stuff that reflect you know like you'll see them in in like a, a more traditional chinese i think it's a han hanfu is that the right word yeah yeah well, there's no, different. There, no, no, the, Hanfu is, is Korean, Korean, one, Korean, and the Chinese um, one is Kipao uh, or something similar. Yeah. I'm not quite sure, but you, mm-hmm. you'll see see character skins in in different kinds of traditional dress from different cultures, and you'll see mm-hmm. different characters represent different cultures, and so that's really cool too because you get to see like the the beauty and and sort of like the beauty in the differences, which is kind of fun. It goes, like I said, a really long way for in terms of like representation and when you have people in the community who are not only willing, like not only putting themselves out there and then being recognized for it and then also willing to like teach about it. That's Yeah. That's the cool stuff. It's really cool stuff. You know, you get to, you get to not just hear about it, you get to experience it and also learn from people who've experienced it and, 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 and hear what they have to say. And so that for mm-hmm. me is also really exciting. So I'm really glad that we're able to finally, despite you know how hectic things have been the past two years, I'm glad we're going to be able to bring Sonia in person. Yes, yes. It, it's it's been too long of a time since we've had our in person con. It's been in person too guests. long. 
the before Whoa. years. Back yeah. in my day, uh, anime like cons weren't virtual. In person Odafest, right? Mm-hmm. It was. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. Yeah. It'll be it'll be I think it'll there there'll be some uh kind of cool energy when we're actually there in the con center and maybe like uh, you know we'll be business mode for most of the time but i think uh i'm I, you know i don't want to look too far ahead but i i think that this year's like closing ceremonies for example is going to be like extra special yeah I, I think so too a lot of hype from a lot yes. of people yes who finally get to go to a convention finally <laughs> yes i think there's yeah. going to be a lot of sort of like I can't believe it's finally happening euphoria for a lot of people. Yeah, like pent-up energy release. Yeah, exactly. Lots so, of cosplays. Lots of cosplayers, sure which is my favorite thing. Energy. Lots of panels, which I'm sure people have missed. Gaming events mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, people have mm-hmm. missed. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's going to be nice. God, I mentioned this last episode, but yeah, we're in crunch time now. We've got a lot of stuff that we're trying to, you know, get done in less than three months at this point. Exactly. We're trying to, so like, we're, we're trying to oh. like dot all the I's and cross all the T's and mm-hmm, all that, mm-hmm. that fun stuff. So it is, it is Oda crunch time. But you know, the nice thing about Oda, the end of, at the end of Oda crunch time, you get the, the, the pressure wave release when Oda Fest actually happens. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, Speaking of the Oath Fest, which is the anime convention. Mm-hmm. Anime. We got to talk about anime. We have anime. Yeah. Oh it's, my it's been a hot minute because, again, by my own admission, I forgot to do last season's anime preview, which is we why are, we don't have a review. We it's are okay. more than halfway through the currently airing season. Yeah. And uh, so we're just we're going to skip winter. We are heading right on to talk about spring anime previews so a lot of these anime are going to be airing in april Mm -hmm. my anime in april yeah just in time just in time for uh for uh you to to finish watching any of these shows mid-season at oda fest Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. in the av room Mm -hmm. exactly so uh would you like to start start us off angelo certainly so the first anime we're starting off with is Summertime Render by Studio OLM. This is a drama, mystery, supernatural, thriller anime. A tragic incident calls a young man named Shinpei back to his hometown on the remote island of Higotoshima, Japan. But something sinister awaits upon his return, and a chilling sequence of events unfolds that will have dire consequences for Shinpei, for Japan, and for the entire world. Oh my god. Good lord. The trailer for this was incredible. So, I really would recommend pretty... watching the trailer for this because the I, I think that the, the, the description of it does a pretty good bad job. <laughs> good bad of, job. Of destri- describing what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you described it as sandbagging. Yeah, like... I went in and I watched the I watched the the trailer. I had to turn on the auto translated uh, subtitles, mm-hmm. but quite frankly, it, it it feels like a murder mystery, uh, that 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 follows the same kind of feeling, the same kind of vibes that Erased would have uh, would have followed. So yeah. if you liked Erased, the trailer for this really makes me think that this is something you would like. 
Yeah, like I would definitely say that this show, just from the trailer, really draws on like that very specific niche sort of like category of Japanese anime drama thrillers, which is like the time it seems like it's got like the time travel murder mystery where either the crime happened in the past and you're trying to find the solution uh, in the future or there's literal time travel and a literal time loop. Like it's it it gives me it gives me like a modern version of like uh Umineko no Nakakoroni or Higurashi no Nakakoroni um mm-hmm. or erased like like Angelo mentioned. Yeah. Like so the 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 description is sandbagging because there's something more interesting going on. It quite frankly being like, oh, something sinister's there, and it might have consequences for the world. It's like, no, screw that. Tell me about what's going on. Come on. But yes, <laughs> I, I, I think you owe it to yourself to watch the trailer for this. The art looks really nice. The background looks really good. The characters look super cool. I'm, I'm interested. I am intrigued. I am hooked. Yeah. Yeah. Everything was like very vibrant, colorful, full of action, good animation. So art style, I think, would hit very well with a lot of folks. Uh, it's not like I remember you mentioned Higu and Higurashi is like it's good and it has like all the right psychological thriller notes. But I would say the art style is pretty lacking. Weak. Right. Higurashi traditionally has not looked great. No. And, you know, part of that is because and I will I will say this as a Higurashi fan, I will defend Higurashi to the ends of the earth. Higurashi was kind of a one-off visual novel where, you know, it's written and all the art was drawn by one guy. And no one is the perfect artist. No one's the perfect writer. I will the say that... The original art for Higurashi was... It's a little rough. And that's... I will admit that's it being had a little charm. It, yeah, it's charming in the in the way that it's charming because you know that one person took the time to learn how to draw just so he could illustrate the characters that he wrote. And then mm-hmm. Dean animated the first anime. Yeah, and that pretty much explains it. Um, unlucky. And then the, the newer anime, it was actually, I actually liked the art style of the new anime. There were some frames where things were looking really weird and funky, but you know what? I'll forgive it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a big Higurashi fan, but I will say mm-hmm. I do for um for this 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 new show, the art style looks very very good. It looks very crisp and very polished. In other words, so. it seems like a definitely give it the three episode, two episode, one episode, whatever you want to give it. So at yeah, least try summertime it. render, summertime render. Give it give it a shot. Give it give it a try. I think yeah. so. I think we can also say the next, the same for this next step. Uh, yes. This sorry, next, this next, anime. next one. Oh. Yes. Oh, who, who wants to take it? Oh, I'll take it. I would love to talk <laughs> about this. I don't know what I was expecting from Spy X Family, um, which is going to be an action comedy supernatural thriller um, that'll be airing on Crunchyroll. Everyone has a part of themselves that they cannot show anyone else. At a time when all nations of the world were involved in a fierce war of information happening behind closed doors, Ostania and Westalis have been in a state of cold war against one, each, one another for decades. The Westalis Intelligence Service's Eastern Focus Division, 
otherwise known as Wise, sends their most talented spy, Twilight, on a top-secret mission to investigate the movements of Donovan Desmond, the chairman of Ostania's National Unity Party, who was threatening peace efforts between the two nations. This mission is known as Operation Strix. It consists of putting together a family in one week in order to infiltrate social gatherings organized by the elite school that Desmond's son attends. Twilight takes on the identity of psychiatrist Lloyd Forger and starts looking for family members. But Anya, the daughter he adopts, turns out to have the ability to read people's minds, while his wife, Yor, is an assassin. With it being in each other's own interest to keep these facts hidden, they start living together while concealing their true identities from one another. World peace is now in the hands of this brand new family as they embark on an adventure full of surprises. I know that's probably a lot of like words to digest, but so, watch the trailer. It was amazing. It was the an amazing trailer. Amazing. Even yes. the synopsis is really good, but it is just, it is such a wonderful, like cute little like comedy action thriller. Like it, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's the spy family, right? It's the spy family thriller. So, you know, you're going to get like, you know, intense action battles because spies are always fighting with crazy weapons. You've mm-hmm, got mm-hmm. like, you've got the like super beautiful, gorgeous assassin wife. So, you know, she's going to be like just a, just a, a gaslight gatekeep girl boss. But she, and then, but she seems like she's got like a, like a very like modest personality. Modest too, personality, like, which I think is kind of fun like she's it's not very cute she's not a cold cold-hearted no. like bitch like she's a she's she's not i'm that we cool saw anyways. she's she's i'm cool and i could kill you but i'm yeah. really nice <laughs> like i'm 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 doing i'm i'm just doing my job she's like ganyu from genshin impact oh. i just work here that that's what she's like don't overlook the fact that they have to like romance like because his whole thing about like he has to sort of form a family, a family. as soon as possible to like help keep appearances and and so continue they're, they're, his mission. They're gonna, they're gonna so have there's to this, look like husband and wife. So yeah, there's, there's gonna be that of, that romance element. Yeah, and, and then, then my favorite. You can tell part. they're gonna love each other too. Like yeah, it's gonna be yeah. great. The chemistry is there even from the trailer. Yeah. And then they're gonna be brought together by the tiny daughter. Ah, she's so cute. She's the, so cute. The daughter character is so cute. And she's so she's funny. So, I, I really feel like the comedy in the series is going to revolve around the daughter. I hope it doesn't get old fast. I hope they have more than two jokes. But mm-hmm. quite frankly, between Cloverwork and Wit, there's so much talent there that uh, they... I, I have such high expectations for I, this. I, I will take I'm going this one. in expecting to be blown away. Yeah. And like the animation looked amazing, which Cloverworks mm-hmm. and Wit... The music was incredible. The music was just, it felt so time accurate. So like period accurate, like this, this plot synopsis gave us so much more information than the trailer even did, which Mm -hmm. holy cow, good work plot synopsis. That doesn't happen very often, but it's obvious like alternate reality, USSR and, and the United (laughs) States. A little bit. There's like, there's a little bit of a Eastern European feel to the setting. Um, yeah, and the music I w- too. I would even go so far as to say, like, with the whole style and like the plot lines and everything like that. Like, I think the anime is going to be really fun. I think this probably has a manga, and I think that manga would be really fun as well. Yes, I'm fairly Definitely. certain this one isn't anime original. I didn't write that detail down, but 
quite frankly, I'm here for it. I yes. want to see where this goes. I the, the animation, the music was so spot on that even if the story is kind of mid, I'll still be sitting in my chair with a bag of popcorn being like, hell fucking yeah, I am watching a feast for the eyes right now. I think it'll be really funny. I think they're I'm here I, th- for it. I think they've 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 because they've established that the daughter is the one who's the telepath, so she's the one who knows everything. Mm-hmm. But everybody else around Which her is, doesn't. You know, it's kind of well, like Well, that's the great irony, right? Because yeah. like her her parents are essentially intelligence uh professionals, Specialists. right? Yeah. But like she's the one who inadvertently knows everything. Yeah. And I think I think there's it's going to create like th- there's so much opportunity there to create humor. Yes. I'm super looking forward to it. I'm I'm going to watch I think uh at least a few episodes of it and and see how far it goes. I do agree that it could potentially get old fast like depending on how they develop the story if there's any overarching plot, but like I don't know. It might just be like fun episodic you know content where you just don't have to worry about an overarching story and it's just fun, you know, single episode. just silly family hijinks, mm-hmm. even that I would be down for, you know? Mm-hmm. You know? Ooh. Shall we move on to the next one? I think so. All right. So our third anime recommendation preview thing is Diamond, or in English, Kyoto and Wagashi and Family. Uh, produced by Encourage Films. I have never heard of them. Me either. And the genre is adventure, comedy, fantasy, slice of life. I love me my slice of life. Yeah. Yep. You're a big slice of life. So this might be a good <laughs> I one really am. Nagomu Irino returns to his Kyoto home for the first time in 10 years when his father is hospitalized. Nagomu is eager to take over the Ryokosho, the family's Japanese sweet shop. But instead, he's asked to be a father figure to Itsuka Yukihira, the girl everybody calls the successor. Oh. Yeah, and from the trailer, it seemed, like, really cute. Like, it it seems like... Yeah, like a very wholesome, again, like, wholesome family themes and vibes coming out of this very cute dessert art yeah that looks delicious and makes me real sad because i just want to go back to asia for food yum take me Uh, with you (laughs) i would invite every i would invite if i had the money i would invite and take everyone i could with me yes please (laughs) Get, get the money please the, oh, well. the one thing that really struck me about this, the, the trailer for this one, was the background art was just absolutely stunning. Uh, it looked like it had all been like watercolor painted art and it just had such a soft, comfortable, just it, the, the kind of feeling where you just want to like wrap a blanket around you, have a hot cup of tea and just mm-hmm. vibe with this anime while you learn about sweets and see the, the family dynamic. Of the prodigal son suddenly being asked to take care usurped. of some of who is effectively his usurper. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. Is he going I to think... be like, okay, you know what? I don't deserve this place because I because I uh, I've been a, I've never for a decade. Come home. I disappeared for a decade, so obviously I don't deserve this place. Mm-hmm. But you know, this is still kind of comfy, so I'll stick around. Maybe that—that's I'm pretty sure what it's going to happen. It'll be interesting. I don't really know what to expect, other than hopefully it's pretty. It's just a nice, good, low-key, comfy, cozy type of show. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I think I think it's going to be. You know, we need we need comfy, cozy shows in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to take you away from all the super intense drama thriller type shows. Yeah, you need something. You need something nice and chill to just binge and enjoy and and get some some free dopamine. You know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes the anime is just like it acts like a friend, and then other times the anime is Tomodachi Game, otherwise known as Friend Game. TL's note: Tomodachi means friend. <gasps> By Okututo Noburo. It is a drama, mystery, psychological anime. And let's let's hear all about it. High school student Katagiri Yichi, who values friendship above all else, enjoys a fulfilling life with his close friends. Sawagiri Shiho, Mikasa Tenji, Shibe Makoto, and Kokorogi Yutori. However, after a particular incident, they're dragged into a debt repayment game. The only way to beat the Tomodachi game is to not doubt their friends. Bound together by solid friendships, the game should have been easy. But the hugely popular comic that sold over 2 million copies is finally becoming... Oh, wait, 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 wait. That's not... That's, that's the way it was written. The I game mean, should have been easy, but... And that's where the actual plot synopsis end. The hugely popular comic that sold over 2 million copies is finally becoming an anime. Will they trust or betray their precious friends? The true nature of humanity is exposed in the ultimate psychological game. Quite frankly, all I can say about this game is that they will never have the... Uh, the the bromanity that was shown in the first episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! When, when Yugi, Teya, Joey, and and the guy with the pointy hair put their hands all in the middle and they drew a Tristan. smiley face. Tristan. <laughs> yes. Yes. Again, I only know their English names. Someone out there is going to be like, oh, oh, that's not their names at all. Who the hell is Taya? Who the hell is Joey? Don't you name their, don't you know their real name is? I don't, I don't, I don't even know. So the interest, know. I know something what? weird about Yu-Gi-Oh! If you don't know much Japanese or you don't, you know, you only follow like the English uh-huh. release. Is this which the is, manga? The manga? Yeah, keep going. Well, it's the fact that the title Yu-Gi-Oh! just means king of games. So the, uh-huh. fir- so the title character's name is just game. Yep. <laughs> I didn't know that. Because O means king, which yeah. is the same last name as I have. That's not my last name, but in like in Japanese, that's a pronunciation for my last yeah. name. And yeah. it means king. So it's just king of games. And yeah, it's just the ki- the lead character's name is game. He's game, yep. I never knew that before. Yep. Oh my God. That... Things that just don't translate then, over well into anyways, English. Anyways, I yeah, was no, saying. No, but, then, but then if you consider the idea that your character's name is game but the name of the anime is called 
king of games, who is his king? They never address it. I don't understand. Zero out of I ten mean. would not watch again. Uh, <laughs> yes, they do. But, you know, we'll not get into the deepness of the Yu-Gi-Oh lore. Yeah, we're, 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 I really derailed this by saying that, oh, these guys are never going to be as big of friends as, as you. It's, it's gone off. It's got, yeah, you derailed us. Back to the, the show. I know that anybody who watches this, or even people who don't watch this but hear about it, are definitely going to be like, this is a Squid Game anime. And yes, it is, it is that, that yep. genre of, of, of show slash anime. It is the, it is the, the, the psychological drama battle anime. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't know how I feel about this one because like death game anime have been around for so long and like even even one of like the the pinnacles of the genre as some people put it, like one of the highest rated ones like Yume Nikki. Was it Yume Nikki? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's the one you're thinking of? I, yeah. Uh, no, Mirai Nikki. Mirai Nikki. Yeah. Mirai yeah. Sorry. Yume Yume Nikki, Yume Nikki is the, the game. game. Yes. Mirai Nikki is the one I'm thinking of. I wasn't able to finish it. Oh, that, like, I actually liked Mirai Nikki, but that's th- that's okay. what I heard. Everyone said it was says it was good. I was kind of enjoying it, and I completely fell off of it. And that's happened to me with every single death game style anime I've tried to watch. Yeah, like, I'll mm. get two or three, sometimes five or six episodes into it. Yeah, and I'll be like, yeah, this is good, and then it just, I'll not miss good a week enough, and I'll have no. You just you incentive, just, no, no, really feeling. <laughs> you know what? That's kind to of keep fair. Picking it up. That's fair because you know what? I will say that probably the reason I liked Mirai Nikki is because in general I do like the the death game genre. Like I will watch like shows. So there's you know the most popular one was Netflix's Squid Game, but there's also you know stuff like Alice in Borderland was another one. Um, mm-hmm. And there's there's a whole bunch of there's been tons and tons of death game anime. Um, everything from um, uh, Tower of God was a recent one that aired maybe last year or the year before. Tower of God was like four years ago. No way. It wasn't that yeah. long. No. Okay, well, you know, excuse my, you know, me- memory is a bit of a sieve. But anyway, there was a Tower of God anime at some point in time that happened. It was in 2019. Okay, you know what? Fine. It was a. Cu- I did say it was a couple. Oh, of years actually, ago. that that wasn't that bad. Actually, yeah, it was a couple of years 2020. ago. Twenty twenty. Okay, see, I wasn't that far off. But anyways, they've been a thing for a long time. Like Battle Royale, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. novel, Battle Royale, the movie, The Hunger Games. You know, it's 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 a it's a thing that is both genre spanning outside of anime. It's also super popular in anime. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. And so I know that I would probably watch Tomodachi Game and enjoy it. But I will say that a lot of death game media in general kind of suffer from the they they hook you in with the with the with the the oh my god, ooh, the drama of scary, you know, uh, death game and you know mm-hmm, are people mm-hmm. gonna get caught in the prisoner's dilemma and what will they do yep. mm-hmm. and they kind of fall flat on actually delivering on yeah. the character drama it's it's pretty like I've said many times I really like battle royale genre I really like the original battle royale like novelization but in the novelization it gives you a lot of time to flesh out character drama yeah and animation doesn't tend to let you do that i'm not saying it's not going to be good i'm just saying that animation's lack of uh, quality in that regard comes from the idea that like you know 
every minute costs them a bunch of money to animate. So, you know, they're going to cut out some backstory, some sort of, you know, interaction that really develops both characters or all the characters that are involved in some, you know, kind of conflict, either outer or inner conflict. Yeah, you might not necessarily get the time to sit and really marinate in the characters so that the outcomes of their decisions are meaningful. The I only... think that's kind of my problem with death game anime. Now that I think about it, like yeah. every time they introduce a new character, uh, it, it feels like in every single death game anime, they introduce a character only to kill them off in the next episode or that very episode. So they don't get enough time for you to actually care. Right. About and, and unfortunately they fall into some very predictable tropes. Yeah. Such like, as, like, I don't you... know that's, that's going to happen in this, but I'm just saying of the trope yeah. that are available, like one of the ones is like, too sweet to stay alive. Yeah, like right? you, you get introduced to the nice, there's always like the nice girl character and or, you know yeah, like that just, she's dead. And yeah. then there's always the, you figure out which character is the main character surrogate and that right. character will not die. It is not right. possible. Or like the best, the sort of like uh, uh, best friend that you be, were, were able to trust with any secret or any, you know, anything you needed out in the real world. But and in this situation, in yeah, you see, like, you just don't know if you can trust them anymore. I still don't forgive that one guy in Squid Game. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. Nobody, but he, no, but he, you know, he did it himself at the end. So it's okay. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yep. I will say though, because this is. Like Tomodachi game, it says that they're dragged into a debt repayment game. So I'm hoping that there's like an arena. And because of the name of the anime, I want this arena to be called the Friend Zone. Yes, (laughs) I want that. We deserve that. Please deliver. Welcome to to the Friend Zone. (laughs) Please deliver that. Uh, Speaking of delivery, we have one last anime. To deliver to you all. And this one is an interesting one. This one's an interesting one. It's called Gunjo no Fanfare. um, In English, Fanfare of Adolescence. Um, It's animated by Le Douce. I'm not sure. Or or Le Douce. um, And it's a sports (laughs) anime. And I know what you're all thinking. You're thinking, hmm, a sports anime. I wonder what the target demographic is. Just you wait. Okay. The story takes place at a horse racing academy that trains boys to become jockeys. The three-year academy is very competitive, and those who wish to enter must not only pass an academic test, but a physical and fitness test as well. Yu Arimura is a former popular idol who becomes enamored with horse racing after seeing it for the first time, and wants to join the academy. Shun Konami was was raised on an island, and only experienced horse races through radio broadcasts growing up. Amane comes from a high-class family in England, and his father is a former jockey. Amane has previously attended horse-raising academies in various countries. The show follows these three 15-year-old boys at the academy. So, you hear sports anime, you hear that the title is Fanfare of Adolescence, and you say, oh, this is an Otome game, or like the, the target demographic of this this show is, is typically like young women um, uh, who are... are heterosexual or at least male attracted and you know here are pretty anime boys doing sports for them to be attracted to but wait it's so much more than that it's so much more targeted than that it's it's targeting the intersection of otome game fans and horse girls it really wasn't that's it wasn't there 
Horse Boyfriend. Wasn't that a a game? Horse Boyfriend? Are you thinking of Pigeon Boyfriend? No, I'm not thinking about Pigeon Boyfriend. You might be thinking of Uma Musume, which, which was, was the horse racing idol girls. Yeah, that was no, horse idol girls. No, 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 no. I know. Hold on. I'm going to post something in the Discord when I find it. There was but you horse guys, you boyfriends? keep talking about it. There's well, anyways, either way, like that that is the target demographic of this. It is it is very specifically like it's the inter like it has all the makings of of things that if you are into Otome games that you would be into this, right? There's there's the sports aspect, I there's the it. popular <laughs> idol boy, there is, you know, all of these, you know, young men who are all competing but also establishing camaraderie. I have never seen this. It is apparently is called my whole <gasps> I have seen horse this. Horse boy, my horse prince. Simulator. I've only seen the. My, I've only seen these as the the cursed, uh, mobile game ads. That's the only thing I've. I have seen this before. Okay, so I lied. There is th- that is also the intersection. If you know, you of know. <laughs> Otome games and 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 horse girls. My God! But it has it has all the makings but of something it's also that an, uh, an Otome game enjoyer would want, and it also has all of the things someone really into or really passionate passionate about horses and horse racing would want so, so that's the target un- that's the unholy. target audience my it's thoughts unholy. on this anime are really uh i can't i'm not even i don't watch sports anime to begin with but having watched the trailer for this i'm going to avoid this one <laughs> Just so that I can enjoy the bad CG memes that are going to be coming out of this out of this anime. Yeah, that Quite is frankly, going to be coming. There was there was some horse race. There was one horse racing scene in this in, in the trailer, and apparently they were so proud and proud of it that they decided to also make the the YouTube thumbnail for this video. Uh, yes. It was Cestus C- tier uh, CG. It was almost oh as yeah, bad that's right. That was uh... X Arm. It was it was so like no it wasn't as bad as Exile but it, it was it, bad as Cestus and Cestus so... as a reminder was like the Greek fist fighting gladiator anime the, the, the Roman boxer uh, anime about two seasons or not two seasons ago about two years ago I think roughly yeah and it was not bueno and this is so, probably also not bueno but they know the what their target audience is so angelo doesn't have to watch it they've already made loads of money (laughs) all the 2d scenes in this anime looked fine even the horses when they were in 2d looked fine but as soon as as soon as they got to the horse racing part as soon as they put pulled out the cg it was like holy dog what the hell is going does anyone did anyone watch which which witchcraft works where Absolutely great anime. Holy cow. And then the witches get on the brooms and it turns into like uh, PS2 graphics. <laughs> That's and hilarious. you're like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? Why? You know, they this scene doesn't add anything. They could have animated it differently. That wouldn't have required CG. They could have cut this scene entirely. You know, why did they do this? They, they were looking at a solid B. As far as the anime goes, and then they 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 include the CG that drops it right down to a C minus. Like what the what the what 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 do it? Who decides? The answer this? is this. The answer is if they if they really wanted to like appeal to their target audience, they either fill that time with like just a little bit of 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 horse racing to keep up the facade that that it's a sports anime, or they fill that with fan service. Pick your poison. 
Uh, I personally thought that the way that they, the animation, like the 2D animation honestly looked really, really nice. So like, I think the appeal, if you're, if you're someone who isn't already into Otome games or isn't already into horses in some way, shape or form, the appeal of this is going to be the pretty anime boys. Um, I don't think the appeal of this show is going to be the horse racing. No. <laughs> um, no. But, uh, you know, maybe there's someone but, uh, out the there. The horses are there. Maybe there is someone who horses absolutely. Exist. Yeah. You know what? Maybe mm-hmm. there is someone out there who really does need to see them actually race. And that's who that's for. Yeah. I can't say I, I'm interested in watching it. However... So last night I was uh, at a friend's place uh, ho- doing a little housewarming party. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of our other friends who play uh, mobile games brought up a mobile game to one of our other friends there, which was like, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because it's like the same genre. It's like sort of reverse harem, pretty boys kind of thing. Yeah. This game is new. I don't remember the title already because I've already talked about on the this podcast about how terrible of a memory I have. But uh, this game is made by Disney. It oh, is it is... Twisted Wonderland? Yes. It's the weird <laughs> Harry Potter-esque yep. male Disney... No, no not yep. male Disney villains. Disney, Disney va- villains turned into, into hot pretty males. Yes. Yep, who are sometimes anthro, like uh, you have Scar, who is super hot, uh, yep, but he's yep. like a tanned uh, furry boy. And then there's like Maleficent, who is turned into a character named Malleus, who has like big black horns like Maleficent, but the rest is just like Sebastian Black Butler. <laughs> yep, yep. Listen, uh, my God. They, uh, that, and you know what? I have a bunch of friends. So I, I, you know, I'm not. I, a I only learned about this. Myself. I only learned about it yesterday. They I don't know how old, how old that game is. Stole a castle into a butler. How dare they? Listen, I, I have a bunch of friends who were into the Japanese version of this game. Oh like, no! That's how. That's the this that game. If if you know an Otome gamer, mm-hmm. th- this game has a vice grip on them. Yeah, like I. I, I, was, I I could see it. I could see it because all the girls, like the girls, were playing, and I just like got bored. So I wanted, I, I wandered over to the one girl who had become entwined in the other girl's trap, which was they started, <laughs> you know, they they got her to download it, and they she started playing through a bit of the intro story, and then she started getting her initial roles for her boys, and then we spent a solid hour re-rolling for boys to get the group of 10 that she really yep, wanted together. Yep. And I was like, this is hell. Hook, line, and sinker. But at least they're attractive. <laughs> you know what? And sometimes that's all people need. And I think for anyone who is watching Gunjo no Fanfare, it looks like the boys are going to be attractive, and that's all you're going to need. Yep. God damn. Uh, my, oh, my only thought now is, at least recurring to the uh, Disney Otome game. When are they making Kingdom Hearts 4? <laughs> Never. <laughs> they should. Because... What if they skip, what if they skip four console cycles? Don't I, say that. Don't It doesn't matter that. if they do that. I'm Don't just saying they gotta, make, they gotta make the hot boy enemies in there too. True. Free money. Free money mm-hmm. printer, Disney. Yeah. True. Anyways. Uh, so that's... That's all That's I have to contribute. <laughs> at the spring season coming up. 
That's mm-hmm. we, we like normal. We generally try to uh, focus on new anime as opposed to as opposed to sequels. This upcoming season has a bad case, a really bad case of sequelitis. And by that, I mean, there's some awesome hyped sequels coming up. Like there's mm-hmm. a new episode, of, a new season of Shield Hero, a new season of Bookworm Isekai. There's so much more coming up. Blackrock uh, Shooter is one of them. Black there's Rock a Shooter, new Blackrock Shooter. Yeah. I wasn't sure if I wanted to add this on to this page, and I decided not to because literally all Blackrock Shooter had is a trailer. It doesn't have uh, even a plot synopsis. So I mean... there is a new Blackrock Shooter coming out. It, as far as I can tell from the trailer, has nothing to do with any of the other Blackrock Shooter yeah. media. No, I, I get that. Like, I think it's really just the they utilize OVA, the character style. The, uh, the Shaft anime that they, they did, yeah. none of that has to do with this new one. Uh, the, the trailer looked interesting, but weird mm-hmm. in a way. Huh. Uh, if you like Blackrock Shooter in the past, I mean, this is more Blackrock Shooter. If you have never seen Blackrock Shooter before, that probably won't matter. You uh, honestly don't need to start watching it at this point either. <laughs> yeah, you can kind of just it's, jump in. It's not that it's, yeah, but I would also say it's like, it's not an anime that you need to watch. It's not a classic show where you're like. No, not at all. So, Quite frankly, watch the, yeah. watch the old. Watch the music videos, the old music videos. Watch the old music video and understand that that launched one man's career. Like Hook, the character designer behind Blackrock Shooter, that launched a career that brought him into like Steins Gate and a bunch of other things. And holy cow! But beyond that, honestly, I, as much as I love Blackrock Shooter's character design and I like the old music video and I like the Miku song and everything, none of the Blackrock Blackrock Shooter anime has been worth anyone's attention. No, not really. But they make so, it anyways. I hope this new one is good. But it remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. They didn't even write a plot synopsis for it, so <laughs> that's how much they care. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, and don't forget to submit a panel to Odafest if you'd like to share your passion and teach others about your passions. If you are uh, listening to this at eleven thirty yeah. a.m. on Wednesday. You have two more days. You have two days to get your panel application in. No, wait. Three more days. Either way, get them done. Pause yes. the podcast. Go write up your panel application and submit it. Uh, yes. yes. Pause the podcast right at the end of the podcast. And yes, do it. Yes, do it. And then hit resume so you can listen to the last part, which would probably be the ending song, which sounds like this. 